This is Ozarks at Large. Southern feminist, queer, and anti-racist organizer and writer Suzanne Farr has chronicled her life's work in a new book titled Transformation Toward a People's Democracy. Ozarks at Large as Jacqueline Froelich spoke with Farr, who lives in Little Rock, to bring us her story. Suzanne Farr was born one of eight siblings during the Great Depression and beginning of World War II in rural Georgia in 1939. On a very small farm, dirt farm, and... Hog Mountain, Georgia. Public education came from rural schools, which were very limited. So I lived for the bookmobile that came once a month. She went on to attend a small women's college in Georgia, earning an English degree, then a master's in English from State University of New York in Buffalo. That's where I learned a lot about being a Southerner and learned a lot about race. And then I spent some years at um, Sophie Newcomb College at Tulane. In Louisiana, she almost completed her Ph.D. in American literature, but after a decade of academia and teaching, she took a sharp left turn in the early 1970s into social change groundwork, eventually moving to a remote feminist farm on the Arkansas Ozarks. I would say it was the combination of the assassination of JFK and going to Martin Luther King and Malcolm X Bobby Kennedy, every time you turned around, someone who offered tremendous leadership was being killed. Farr entered social service, directing Washington County's racially diverse Head Start program, co-founding one of the state's first battered women's and children's shelter. She developed elder care programming for VISTA before founding the now historic Women's Project in Little Rock. I would say one of the things that changed my life was organizing activist endeavor as opposed to joining, you know, protests against uh, the Vietnam War. It was uh, creating the first uh, consciousness raising group in New Orleans when I was uh, in school there. And just and that's what led me to dropping out of the academic life and into social change activism. Coming out as lesbian while at Tulane in the 1960s also informed her social change work to include gender and sexual identity issues long before such things were openly discussed, let alone acknowledged and advocated. While at the Women's Project, Farr wrote articles for the quarterly newsletter authoring the revolutionary Women's Watch Care Network, which monitored and documented racist, religious-based, sexist, and anti-gay violence in Arkansas. And that's what led us to monitoring the murders of women in Arkansas. It, it was horrifying to do, but it was important to, to bear, bear witness to what happened. She also initiated some of the first countervailing activism against rising political theocracy in Arkansas and the nation that emerged in response to the civil rights movement. And so the Women's Project was a small organization. Always had about five five employees, very low budget, where commitment was to majority women of color and also to be both heterosexual and lesbian women working together and that we were going to work on, across all of the issues, but in particular, we were committed to the elimination of sexism and racism as inextricably combined. With the Women's Project, Far traveled widely, leading workshops for schools, businesses, civic organizations, progressive churches and unions on sexism, economic injustice, and homophobia, which led her to author the groundbreaking book Homophobia, A Weapon of Sexism, as well as In the Time of the Right, Reflections on Liberation. 
In the early 2000s, Farr moved to Tennessee to serve as director of the Highlander Research and Education Center, a historic civil rights institute focused on social and economic justice. There, Farr worked to infuse feminist and LGBTQ identity politics into the center's longstanding civil rights agenda. What did that do for my life? You know, I stepped in the grandest tradition of Highlander, of his work with low-income people and its deep belief that it's the individual and that person's story and that person's reality that is significant and that when those stories are put together and they're, they're discussed and they're analyzed by each other, then, then we, we build a movement. Farr also served as a political strategist, beginning with Jesse Jackson's presidential campaign in 1988 and later as lead organizer for the National Gay and Lesbian Task Force. As such, Farr is among the first civil rights organizers in Arkansas and the U.S. to collaborate with racial and gender-diverse political leaders and activists, especially in the South, where the battle is re-escalating after 40 years as a pioneering multiracial, multigender frontline activist, Farr is now reckoning with a backlash unleashed by the Trump administration. I, I just watched what was happening in terms of the, the slicing and dicing of democracy. The, there's clearly, you know, pathways that were being cut. There were, there were steps that, very shrewd and I think smart organizing steps that were taken by the right for what they were they wanted to accomplish, which I think is a theocratic state with, with that is uh, bound in authoritarianism. Farr's new book, Transformation Towards a People's Democracy, brings forward decades of her social change practices and perspectives. She hopes her new book, available at no cost, will encourage readers to actively organize in their communities for a just, equitable, and enlightened society. It's not for people who are in high office, whether within the social change movement or within, within the government. It is for those people who are what we call on the ground, that it's kind of a, a roadmap what worries far most about extreme right-wing efforts to extinguish voting rights, redistrict to advantage GOP party politics, overturn Roe v. Wade, and quash LGBTQ civil rights is a loss of community connection. I, th I think it's not just worrying about what bills will be passed and what will happen with the Supreme Court. Those are huge. But if we don't have that human connection, we don't have anything to really build on. And I think that that is the place where we have to where we have to work. Due to pandemic shutdowns, free virtual online meeting spaces have emerged, she says, allowing activists to organize in place. And in kind, Farr and her publisher have made her new book available online for free. And to be held in the commons because the movement gave me this book. I didn't just create what is in it. It, it came to me through the work with hundreds of people nationally and in Arkansas and in Tennessee. Farr is recipient of a Harvey Milk Award, a Miss Foundation Gloria Steinem Award, and Stonewall Foundation Award for National Gay and Lesbian Leadership. At age 82, Suzanne Farr describes herself as a political handywoman. She continues to actively engage in protest politics, lobbying, and meeting with activists from all races, genders, sexual identities, classes, ages, abilities, and cultures to deploy strategies for justice and equality. For Ozarks at Large, I'm Jacqueline Froelich.